0: Hi, I'm Stephen Murter from The Exhibition Guy, and you are listening to the Social Media Talks podcast with Alan Hennessy from CompassMedia.ie.
1: Hi there, this is Alan here from the Social Media Talks podcast. And before we begin this episode, we'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors and also our supporters. The Social Media Talks podcast is sponsored by ContentCal, creating a solution to simplify and speed up how teams can plan, collaborate on, approve, publish and analyze social media content in a familiar and intuitive calendar interface. In just three years, they have been trusted by over 10,000 businesses and agencies in 110 countries to deliver social media content at scale and have recently won an award for the content management tool of the year. For more information on ContentCal, visit their website at contentcal.io. We would also like to remind you the Social Media Talks podcast is proudly supported by CharityRadio.ie, one of Ireland's leading online radio stations supporting charities across Ireland for free. And now, this week's episode.
0: Welcome to Social Media Talks Podcasts, brought to you by CompassMedia.ie.
1: Hello and thank you for joining me. This is the Social Media Talks Podcast, brought to you by CompassMedia.ie, episode number 76. I'm your host, Donald Hennessy, and this is the podcast to help business owners who want to learn more about social media marketing. And if you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts, you can visit our website at CompassMedia.ie forward slash podcasts. You can also join our Facebook group by logging on to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social media talks. And we're looking forward to today's show. Today I'm going to be joined by Stephen Murta. And Stephen Martha is the exhibition guy. With over 25 years of experience, he has lived and breathed in the dynamic world of exhibitions and is incredibly passionate about people, sales and also exhibitions having become frustrated with seeing clients not getting the return they wanted enabled him to bring the exhibition guide to market and help people really get more from their exhibitions Stephen helps companies to do better exhibitions and he has worked with some of the world's leading exhibition brands including ubm haymarket govnet montgomery international ieia india and is incredibly passionate about what he does. He has also been shortlisted as a finalist in the prestigious Exhibition News 2019 Awards in the UK for Best Supplier to Exhibitors. He's also a published author on Amazon, a radio show host, an official sales trainer for the Entrepreneur Academy, and true leaders in the field of exhibitions through his written word, and also his content in podcasting as well. Stephen believes that it is the simple things that makes the difference, and he looks for the small things that could turn a mediocre show into a great one. And today we're going to be talking to Stephen all about face-to-face selling in the digital age. And we'll be getting his viewpoints on this. So without further ado, I think we will transition straight over to the interview with Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Thanks for joining us today on the Social Media Talks podcast. It's a pleasure to have your company. Eventually, we got you on. How are you today? Good.
0: I'm in great foreman. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, actually. Yeah. But, it's, it's, but I suppose we're both really busy, but it's great to be doing it eventually. I love podcasts and I love talking to people who are like me, kind of be interested in podcasting. and things. so. Yeah, it's great. I'm delighted to be here
1: brilliant stuff. And of course, today we are going to be talking all about face-to-face selling in the digital age, which I'm quite looking forward to. Before we start, for anyone who doesn't know you, which I find uh, highly um, <laughs> entertaining to know this, but about that, if, if someone doesn't know about Stephen Morta, <laughs> you could maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do before we get yeah. stuck into our chosen topic today.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, it's funny, Alan, my, my company is The Exhibition Guy and my own name is Stephen Morta but my my, my transfer name these days seems to be the exhibition guy not Stephen Murta every time I go to exhibitions in the UK particularly I'm known as there's the exhibition guy and it's it's, I think because I've heavily branded myself um, as the exhibition guy it's It's a world I live in I, li- I live in a world of exhibitions and I, I work with companies on trying to help them do better from trade shows and, and help them sell more and, and things like that so it's It's an industry I've been in for about 25, 26 years so yeah, essentially I work with anything, anything exhibition related sales, organizing, podcasts I do some content writing yeah anything with the word exhibition attached to it so it's a world I love and it's, if you ask me to do anything else Alan I probably wouldn't be able to do it actually mm. So, kind of pigeonholed into exhibitions, but I do. I love it. I love what I do. So, I'm very lucky in that position.
1: But I think, as well as that, you know, like when you talk about exhibitions and people sort of say, Oh, what's an exhibition? Oh, what does this guy do? Oh, he goes in, he helps people to set up stands and, you know, and, he, and he's there, you know, and I. I think if and people start thinking that way, they have so much to learn. I really, really do because I've seen what you've done at exhibitions, and I've seen you working at them, and I've seen you, you know, organising them and stuff like that. So it, it there's a huge amount of work that goes in behind the scenes, and even prepping for the actual businesses to you know get to that exhibition and have their stand and be ready to, and be prepared. That takes a lot of work behind the it scenes.
0: so and, and I suppose for me to tipping point was i mean i was i was 20 odd years selling exhibitions and running my own shows and running events but the really the tipping point for me was about two three years ago when i had a client a very high-end kitchen company in dublin a very high-end client at an exhibition they'd spent about 17k with me and about 50k in total on the exhibition so he put a big big investment into it and what i noticed at the end of the weekend which is one of the most successful shows of. Than the RDF was. He said to me, "Call me over," and said the show was rubbish. I got no business from it, and I, and I kind of looked around and thought everyone else in this exhibition hall has done very well except you. Now a couple of things that jumped out at me and what made me set up the exhibition guy originally was. I said to him, "I said, how much marketing did you do before the show?" He said, "None." And I said, "How many tickets did you send it to your clients?" None. And and I said to him, "Well, who are the guys working on the stand with you?" And he said, "Well, I've got two guys in the warehouse." I said, "Well, no disrespect to guys in the warehouse, their job is not to." sell high-end kitchens mm. uh, so and and, I, and also you're sitting on a chair for you didn't get off the chair for three days of the weekend at all literally didn't get off the chair and I kind of said to myself like he's berating me for having a crap show but yet he hasn't done anything to yeah. protect his investment so it made me think there's got to be a better way and there's got to be an education piece and it's not because I, I kind of want to blame him but the reality is with a lot of companies when they do shows they just assume somebody else is going to do things it's, it's your money you're spending so it's important you actually put the work into us. Mm. That's why I set up the company. And, and and since then, it's been great. I work with some really cool people and, and I love helping people with business. And I, I suppose that's really been my driver is, is that I know what I'm doing and I'm very passionate about what I do.
1: Yeah, and I, I would totally agree with you on that. Like, obviously, I've had a bit of past experience with the biz expos and stuff like yeah. that. And like that, it, you see, I've like I've seen on the day where people are just sort of sitting behind their tables. And like, there was actually one girl that I actually remember, and she sold these fabulous outfits. And they were all knitted, knitted materials. But what was she doing? She was actually sitting behind the, her, her stand, and she was actually knitting as people were walking by. And I'm going, like you can do that any day you can do that yeah. and that is part of your business but like when you're there on that day you need to be yeah. standing Outside that stand, yeah. talking to people and not dragging them in, but enticing them in to say hello or at least, you know. I think that and a lot of people don't realise that the you know when you're selling and or when you're at an exhibition, it's so vitally important to be doing that on the day. But as you say, the planning before it and the making people aware that you're at that yeah. exhibition, that they can come and see you, and even your potential clients that have sort of you've been talking to over a couple of months who may not have met you or whatever. Yeah. That they can come and say, right, well, let's have a coffee or drop in to me. I'll be at this particular event. You it's know? so
0: true; it really is. And I do a seven, I do a course, a seven-step masterclass and exhibitions. Hmm. But one thing, just you said a minute ago, that just made me think about it was somebody gave me a really simple analogy a couple of years ago. When my daughter was born and she was she's twelve now, when she was when she was about four, somebody said to me, "If you want to have a conversation with your daughter, a four-year-old." and you want her to get her to do something, you should kneel down and look at her eye to eye. Mm. And now, the point being that you're at the same level then, as opposed to being an adult standing up, pointing down at a kid, telling him what to do. It's very much the same in exhibitions. If you are at an exhibition and you're sitting down and your visitor is standing up, you're not on an equal level. No, not at, at all. No interview. So if you want to engage with somebody in any, it doesn't so it doesn't apply solely to exhibitions. But, but if we use exhibitions as an example, you need to stand and engage with people because that's what it's about. Mm. It's not about sitting behind, texting your friends, eating your lunch, or whatever, or knitting, or whatever the case may be. You're there for a reason, and it's not rocket science. But you need to follow some simple guidelines. Mm. I think that's the key message.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you when you say it's not rocket science. But I think in the age that we're living in now, people think that oh no, well if I have a stand and I have this here in front of me and I have all my products here, people are going to come over to me. But in actual yeah. fact, they're not. Because if we think about that, you know, if we're walking down the Dun in the morning and there's every shop and the thing I'm not going to go into every shop, am I? No, I'm probably not. But I'm going to go into a shop that has something that's going to entice me in. So I think that's the key.
0: It is the key because in exhibition terms, and they've done a lot of research in this, when you walk down the aisle of an exhibition hall, you got you will decide within four seconds if you're going to stop at a stand. Mm. That's statistically proven. So so when it comes to exhibiting on a show, we need to create an impact. So, like you saying you wouldn't stop at every shop, you're not going to stop at every stand. So, what entices you to stop at the shop on Dunleary Main Street? It might be something nice in the window, They might they might have some display outside. This is exactly the same in exhibition terms. We need we need to entice people, you know, but bo- open body language, stand standing off the stand, engaging with people. Colour is a very important one, for example, use of colour, making your stand simple and not Fluttered. So there's so many things that people can do to really get people to engage with them. Because mm. that, that's what you want, that's what you're there for.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very important like, and as we said, like, obviously that's on the day, and I know we yeah. can talk about the after, after, after the show as well, that is another part of it. But I think, let's go back a step backwards and, and sort of say yeah. right, okay, when we decide that we're going to go and take a stand at this yeah. you know, at the exhibition guys' event or whatever exactly. it may be that what should we, start? where should we be starting? starting out like that and I think digitally yeah. I think is, is a place to be starting out with and thinking about that as much as anything else. It
0: is very much because I suppose there's three key things really for a pre-show. I mean the first thing I'd say to people is they should always have a plan. If I could leave digital aside just for a minute I will come back to it but to, if you take when you're planning to do an exhibition you need to have a written plan one to two page written plan about what you want to achieve at the exhibition. That written plan should focus on three areas which is sales, marketing and operations and within that you need to know how many target sales you're looking to get, how many customers you want to meet or what or what your objectives are. So it's having a written plan, one to two page written plan is the first thing. Secondly, I would say it's all about setting three and three is a magic number, three key objectives as to why you're exhibiting. If you try, and I work with clients all the time who say, well, I've got 15 objectives or I've, I've no objectives. 15 is too many. When you're in business, you should be focusing on three to four things. In exhibition terms, three is key focus. And that doesn't mean you can't achieve lots of other things. But having three lets you really be laser focused on what mm. you need to do to achieve that. Which brings along to me what you were saying about digital, because the biggest and one of the critical mistakes companies make with the exhibitions is not doing the marketing. So it's looking at the digital channels, looking where our clients live to promote them we're exhibiting at the show we've got a new product or or a special offer or whatever it is you you need to be the organizer themselves will bring a certain amount of visitors that's great if they're bringing us to the exhibition but more importantly you as an exhibitor want to bring them to your stand so that's where digital comes in and plays a very very big role in how you market your presence at an exhibition before the event itself mm, mm. so in digital terms and exhibitions we'd always say to people don't spend your money too early you need to spend the critical time for exhibitions and digital marketing is in the month the month beforehand specifically because that's when people decide if they're going to go or not they don't necessarily decide six months in advance so your marketing spend should be largely digital i would think of your marketing budget for exhibitions probably 70% of it should be digital
1: wow that that much i, I,
0: I and it's funny if i was to if i was to look at other avenues i wouldn't say i wouldn't say 70 30 mm. split but with exhibitions you should be looking at that split because you're getting a much bigger reach yeah and i suppose and that's what you look for
1: yeah and i think you know a lot of pe- and a lot of people i suppose make that mistake of actually not using digital to preempt that so with regards to say you know like okay i know for instance if i even go to a conference the first thing i'll yeah. do is is i go on and 9 times out of 10 most exhibitions will have a website and they will oh, yeah. have you know at least a list of the sponsors or the people that are the, the key people that Exhibitors. are going to be at that exhibit yeah. you know what i mean so i would be the first place i would always say to people is, is go on to the website look at the website who is on the website and who do I want to connect with because yeah. as much as we're going to sell i think at the end of the day on, on on at the exhibition it's all about networking as well because that's where the other piece of gold is, and I know, and I'm only saying that on past experience of the biz expo, where people were actually coming along to us, and we said, "I've never done so much networking with the other, you know, exhibitors, and I've gotten so many great content." And you go, "Brilliant!" That's someone using their head and using. And he says, "And we've set up meetings even for this afternoon for people that are going to come in." And you it's go,
0: "Exactly, it, Alan." Because it's funny because people gold. say to me. The people say to me, well, you know how many sales am I going to get from exhibiting at a show? If, if you're going solely to sell product on the day, you're probably wasting your time. Mm. Uh, sales from exhibitions, unless you're selling a consumer product out of something like The Ideal Homes, but if you're going to any other business-related show or business-to-business show, it's about setting appointments for the diary from post-show for the two weeks afterwards. It's about building that relationship and strengthening that relationship. Of course, you'll sell something. But it's about the longer term mm. because the whole point of the podcast today when we're talking face to face is face to face gives you a higher conversion rate and a higher order value, and that's statistically proven. So we need to be pushing people more towards face to face because people can get lazy in my opinion with digital and say, Oh, well, I'm I just do digital. Yes, of course you should do digital, but complement your digital with other things that yeah. you're doing as well. And and like use exhibitions to complement digital and vice versa. It's not about w- one way traffic. If you put all your eggs in one basket, you're 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 leaving an opportunity on the table somewhere else. Mm, mm. That, that's how I would see it, but it's, you know... Yeah,
1: and I would agree totally. And, like, people don't use um, that digital format to actually do... You know, and there's so many little tips and tricks that, you know, you can do. Like, And I think one of the simplest ones is, is when you are deciding that you said, right, okay, we're going to go to... You know, this ex- exhibition, we're going to do this exhibition is is get everyone in the company that has an email or that's working off email is is to get a small little banner even put on the bottom of your email saying we'll be at this exhibition. Absolutely. So it means now that every time an email goes out, the person that gets that email will see that it it helps both sides. of the, it, You know, it helps the exhibition, but it also helps people recognize and say, oh, they're going to that exhibition they must be reputable or whatever it may be but it's it is, it's, so true it's awareness I mean, you
0: know it is awareness because I, I did a, I did um I did a, a graphic it's a 12 point graphic for a, a company in Dubai actually for an exhibition on how to market yourself beforehand and I got a lot of emails back saying god I never thought of of, of the email banner for example or mm. whatever whatever the idea was I can't remember specifically what it was but point being that you need to spread your marketing across as many channels as you can because you've only one shot at the exhibition you're going it's done it's finished mm. now if you do exhibit again. Another thing. So you want to maximize that opportunity. Exhibitions, and I'll, I'd say this straight out, are, are probably the most expensive advertising you'll do if you get it wrong. Mm. But equally speaking, they're the second fastest growing medium in the whole world after digital at the moment. Yeah. And next year would be a great year, b- biggest year ever because they're working but they're working because companies are working them yeah. and that's what you should be doing you need it's not easy if people want to do exhibitions and think it's just going to all happen they may as well waste their money somewhere else yeah
1: yeah and i think that is uh, yeah that is the the key to it and it's as you say it's about planning it at the start and making sure that you have them objectives yeah, ready and absolutely. as you say like I'm, i am actually quite quite stunned by the the 70 30 split i would have never thought it would have been as high as that but i can now is, now, yeah. now that now that you're talking about it and i, I started See exactly where you're coming with it, but you know, like we look at the types to say, how do we connect them, and, and where should we connect them, whatever. And I know you're a huge advocate of uh, LinkedIn. It's one of uh, it's. I think it's it's the one common ground that we definitely ha- we hold together. Yeah. Because I always say, like, and people who listen to this podcast know that my social media platform of choice is definitely LinkedIn because I just find yeah. it so fascinating. But I also find it so incredibly uh, useful, and it really is. You know, it
0: is, and it's funny because. It's- I suppose the the heading of the podcast is selling face-to-face in this digital world. I mean, I'll give you an example of something I do. I think we've spoken about this before, Alan, but what what I always try and do, a lot of the business I do is in the UK because exhibitions obviously a lot of the big organizers in the UK but what I try and do every month is is I will go to London and I will set up five face-to-face meetings from connections on LinkedIn and what I what I find with that is LinkedIn has been brilliant in terms of building my network but the real magic happens when you take that interaction from LinkedIn mm. and you take it offline into face-to-face because I'm old school I mean I'm a face-to-face guy I'm 50 years of age, over 50 years of age but I just think that if you complement social media with face-to-face you have an Incredibly powerful um oh, platform,
1: huge. if that's the right word to use. Yeah. Huge.
0: And every time I go to UK, for example, for that trip for the five meetings, I would always walk away with some business and be able to help someone else. And that's that's really what it's about. I love getting face to face in because it's just so powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like we had um we had Ted Rubens and I and I tell this story quite a lot, is is when he was talking on the, when he was talking with me here on the podcast and we was talking about when, you know, connecting his big thing is is you know, let's connect because connecting yeah. is what we should be doing and return on relationships and, and other stuff like that. But his big thing was is if you are going to a meeting that you start that conversation online, you meet the person face-to-face You talk, you understand them, you you get to know them. And then when you're finished, that meeting is to bring it back online. So when you do meet the next time that you still know what's going on in that person's life, because at the end of the because at the end of the day, and it's and it's so true is is what we do is we connect online. And I know, you know, and I've spoke to a lot of businesses. And it's drilling that into them to say that, you know, if I connect with you online and I connect with you on LinkedIn more so, I'm going to have that conversation with you and I'm going to be interested to find out what you do. I'm going to be interested in the articles that you're going to write or the posts yeah. that you're going to post. But also, I want to know how I can help you. Not how can I sell to you? It's yeah, exactly. How can I help you? Yeah,
0: absolutely. How
1: can I add value to your life or how can I give you something that's going to help you to increase your business or give? you a different perspective on something and i think that's key and i notice that with a lot of your content that goes out on linkedin that it's never oh i'm selling this product i'm selling that product you know okay we all know that at the end of the day you have your online courses you know we we have your consultancy business and we know that and we understand that but what it is is you're emphasizing the point of These are the things that you need to do, because when you start doing that and adding value and like even like if you're not in the exhibition world, but you're just in a business where you say, oh, well, well, I need a bit of direction on that. And like I've often seen some of the graphics that you put up and I go, yeah, I must actually think about that. And I'll actually stand back from it and read and go, hmm, and I will implement stuff like that, because I think it's so important that we add value on our digital platforms and like I know we're talking about just LinkedIn here but like we can do it on Twitter and Facebook as but well but it
0: does apply across the board on it mm. applies I think that, 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 that logic that you're using and you're right that logic okay that applies personally LinkedIn point of view because that's my my platform of choice but it apl- applies in all social media I think if adopt the approach that you're you're helping people rather than selling to people like uh, uh, people say to me God you push push out so much content now we won't call it on LinkedIn but that happens to be where it is and and I've started to I enjoy pushing out content and I, I, of course I like to help people and it does help people but it's funny because I did about six months ago I think I did a, a kind of I wouldn't say heavy sales post but it was a post that was more aimed towards selling something and I got literally no interaction yeah okay. Now, in fairness, I get that completely. So I've I once in six months, at that point. but my point is, this time last year I had 1,100 connections. As of this morning, I have 15,000 connections. Now a lot of that has been organic growth from people coming to me and saying, "We love what you do. Yeah, we love your content. We want you to share more content with them." And that that's gold for me. I absolutely love that. Mm. I mean, I I think I I possibly told you this story before. I was in 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 a coffee shop in near where I live in Glenagarry, and the guy tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Yo, oh, you're that bloke from LinkedIn. is always posting stuff." And I was going, "Great." He he said, "By the way, I don't." like your stuff. And I'm kind of thinking, well, why do you follow me then? (laughs) And then his answer was, well, actually like some of your stuff. No, you know you're never going to, if you if you go out on social media or any any social media and try and satisfy everyone you're never going to do that it's about it's about pushing and being consistent in your content and being always out there trying to help people and that's that's ethos of what i do is i push it out consistently i believe i have a consistent message you've seen my flip charts that's something that's mushroomed from in my business thankfully it's been great but for me it's about the simple things I, yeah. i'll give you a prime example on when i when i started my sales career in yellow pages 30 years ago whatever it was we used go for two weeks training every year Hmm. and it was just too much and it was so much information for me that was just too much because I walked away from the training course and it was just a jolly basically yeah really in reality for me it's about the simple things so if I go to a training course I say to people if you walk away with three key things from today that you can implement in your business to make you more successful then today's been an absolute win yeah, it's not about twenty-five things. It's about the simple things, and that—that's mm. that's my ethos, and that's the way I, I continue to operate, and I love it that way. Yeah, it's much easier.
1: Yeah, and I I would agree. Like you know, I'm often when I do training courses and stuff like that, the first thing people will say to me, "Oh, I love it because I got this little nugget here and I got that little," and I yeah. go off on tangents. Like even though I'll say, "Right, we're going to do all of this is what we're going to be talking about today," yeah, and I'll go off on a tangent because something will happen within that classroom right. environment where they'll say, "Oh." what about this? And you'll spend some time and and explain it. And when you do that and as well as that, the other part of that and the biggest biggest thing that I see is that it has to be explained in the person's language that's reading this. It yeah. doesn't have to be that highfalutin all them high words because people don't. They they go, oh, what's that mean? Or you know, uh, CTGs and and AIG, And I'm going, I'm like, yeah. you know, explain it. What do you actually mean here? And keep it simple and keep it smart. And and people appreciate that. And having you know a huge amount of content that's going out every week, it doesn't have to be you know, a twenty thousand word blog post. No, it doesn't it can it be doesn't. as simple as here's a great tip to do this. Because Absolutely. what happens simpler the better. Yeah. And what happens then is is that people when they see your, your posts going out, they go, Oh, Stephen, he always puts out a good post. He always puts out something that's of interest. Let me mm-hmm. read that or let me save that or let me read it later on. Or yeah. whatever it is. And nine times out of ten, as you said, and it's and it's proven and what you've done what you've done is is that we have, you've seen that increase in followers. You've seen that people that are more interested, like the guy who says, I don't like your stuff, but I like some of it. I don't think you're ever going to get it 100% Hundred percent right, and it's gonna. People are gonna take what they want out of it. No,
0: they won't. It's 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 like a sales object. They say it's the, the what's the expression? W i i f m. What's in it for me? So somebody will look at a post and go. And you're absolutely right. Some of them won't like some of the posts. Some of them will like some. At the end of the day, I'm I'm more concerned with putting content out there that, that that I believe is going to help somebody. If you're doing it for likes and shares, then you're probably doing it for the wrong, wrong reasons. Mm. In fairness, I get a lot of likes, and thankfully, I, I've I've a very good following but it's it's come organically and it's it's ironic actually since i stopped inviting people on linkedin or to connect i'm getting more invitations mm. I don't know what's parallel there at all. But my connection base has, has grown and I suppose it's it's from the content I do and I don't see any reason to change it. Some people don't like it, but that's fine. You know, I'm yeah. you know, you're never gonna satisfy everyone, now, and you know that yourself. Yeah,
1: and then the other side of that is is then when you actually you know, like we put out the you put out the digital content and whatever and it is, but then when you meet the person and they say, Oh yeah, I'm following you on LinkedIn, now you have also a reference point in that face to face and say, Well, do you remember the post that I put out about X, Y, and Z, about strategies or about you know sales do you yeah. remember the one that i and the graph i had it's like, oh yeah and they remember that and if they don't they can reference it back when they go back because if they don't want to lose face but what it means is is i think you as you say you know it's that face to face because when you then talk to the person they have an understanding of where you're coming from but yep. also you have an understanding of what they're looking at from when yeah. they talk to you. So, you know, I think that's a win-win situation. And it's like we look at it 20 years ago and we're aware of, of a certain vintage yeah. where the before the internet, as I always say, yeah. where you would cold call and you'd say, yeah, right, absolutely. you'd have to figure out You're what like- in that phone call, you'd literally have to figure out what that person wanted or how, how are they going to react. Whereas now you can have that whole world in front of you. So, you know, you know, that Alan Hennessy is a social media, you know, expert or he's a, yes, he does training. and he has yeah. a podcast. So when you ring me up, you'll now be able to say, oh, Alan, I love your piece on social media about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it's it's a conversation starter.
0: It is. And it's very different because I remember my very first day in exhibition training all those 26 years ago where my manager came in and said, uh, there's an exhibition floor plan. I'm going to Australia. And I said, oh, when are you going to Australia? She said, right now. That was literally (laughs) my training. I swear to God, that is no word of a lie. And and, And I remember thinking, oh my God, so I'm sitting in this office on my own going... What, what's a floor plan, What's what are stands, what are square meters, and all these things that are commonplace to me now. And I got on the phone, and through pure luck, the first person I rang, literally the first person I rang, wanted to book a stand. They had no idea that I was some guy who never sold exhibition, but it gave me an unbelievable amount of confidence. But that was my training. But just when you mentioned sales there, in that same kind of period, to, sale, to go out and sell, I was given a, a yellow pages or whatever it was at the time, a phone book said, there's a phone book, there's a phone, see you come back when you've got sales yeah yeah we didn't have the options that we have now which is web and all the email marketing all the different things we have which in some ways can be a bit confusing for the older people um and as to where to start but i mean cold calling is it's a dying art to some extent but it still works for small certain businesses Mm. now i don't I don't do a huge amount of it, but I do a little bit of it. But I don't consider a cold calling anymore because I'm calling people who I'm connected to on LinkedIn. I'm back to this whole connection thing of bringing the face-to-face and digital, not as two isolated platforms, bringing them together and using them together. Yeah,
1: yeah. It should be. Yeah, it should be. And I've, I've often said that to people, like, with regards to social media, social media is not there. You're not going to... Get these m- huge sales by just saying, oh. right, OK, I'm going to start up a Facebook page. or I'm going to start up Twitter. Or I'm going to start up, and I need to be getting all these followers because then I'm going to sell them. No, yeah. if you're doing it that way, you're missing the whole point of it, because the whole yeah. point is, is there's two words there. It's social and it's media. Yeah. And yeah. so it's social first, which why is it social first? It's because it's about connecting and it's about yeah. engaging <laughs> and having them conversations and from them conversations using media to get your message message across.
0: Absolutely. That's, and when
1: you keep exactly that, it it's as simple as that. It's it, There's no, you know, huge understanding of this. You just have to be very simple in thinking that because at the core of it, that's what it's about. How you develop that and how you push your content out—that's where the magic starts to happen.
0: It is, and I think I think people can overthink these things sometimes oh, as well. Oh, massively, I mean, massively, they do. When it comes to content, I think I really think someone who wants this curated content for LinkedIn or so, or any social media for that, and they overthink it. That's I personally I find I I, pro, I post what I think is going to work. I don't think about it for five days. I don't necessarily think about it for two seconds. I, I will have some idea of what I'm going to post. But I think if you overthink things and try and produce really smart content, you do, you come across as a bit flash. Mm. People want to see the real people. It's like video. I mean, video, I'm doing a lot of video on LinkedIn. Actually, I must do another video later on today. But I do quite a bit of video. And it's all about real. And it might be from my car. And and somebody said to me, why did you do it from your car? I said, because because that's when it, I needed to do it. Mm because it was about a particular point. So I think people can 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 go too far with this oh it has to be perfect. I think the less perfect the better in some ways. If you make yeah. a mistake it shows you're a real and human person. And that's what I love about working with people. I don't want to work with somebody who's 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 absolutely perfect and, and knows every single answer. I want to work with somebody who's a real person.
1: Mm. And then the other side of that is is what is perfection? Because if we it's go like, if we go oh it has to be perfect because when you get, like, when do you know that it is perfect? Oh, exactly. because everything's in line. No, because you're always going to find something that's wrong yeah. with it and say, oh, that's not perfect. And exactly. what happens is, is you wait for that moment to make for, for it to be perfect and the opportunity goes. It could be, yeah, if it's just. something topical, you could say, right, okay, I'm yeah. going to talk about this when something's big in the news. And say, oh, no, yeah. I can't put that. And then, you know, like, look at the news, the way the news works. If you look at even like Twitter, you know, you have five or ten minutes glory of that and Unless yep. someone's reposting and retweeting it, and hopefully they will be, you, you're going into the ether because it's just, yeah. it's such a fast-moving platform.
0: It's just ongoing. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I think my biggest message I say to people, because I train people on LinkedIn, I say the biggest message is that, don't overthink things but but also you, I mean, it's for your audience mm, it's not mm. you know if you're looking for likes and shares go somewhere else I mean yeah. it's not about likes and shares I mean, that's, that's lovely and it's all fluffy and stuff but the real the real thing is people going this guy's an expert this guy knows what he's talking about Yeah, I mean exactly from my point of view like I said earlier on 95% of my business is coming from LinkedIn but it's not coming from somebody I connected with yesterday it's somebody I connected with six months ago who continuously has seen my posts mm. and go actually you know what we really like what you do and can you tell a bit more could you help us with this that's where i really see the magic coming it's it's people coming to you and you you're solving a problem for them you're not yeah, selling them yeah exactly. you problem. you're selling a solution if you want to call it that it's got to be about solution selling I'm just, I just i'm too old to have to think of all these flash lines as well yeah, to be exactly. honest
1: well like it's but apart from that ending as well like people if you start doing if suddenly you decide and say all right i'm gonna do all this flash stuff and whatever people yeah. you'll find that you'll you'll lose a huge amount of followers because Absolutely. they'll it's go they'll genius. go that's not him that's not yeah, that coy like exactly. I've often gone to where I've gone to a network meeting or something I've met someone and they've gone oh hi I'm such and such and you go you're not the same person that's online yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. people will always say it to me they'll always say Jesus you're exactly the same way as you are online you're just you know just yeah, yeah. very very nice or you're very personal yeah, yeah. and I go but why wouldn't I be because yeah, at the yeah. end of the day like and anyone that goes down that road of being that having that falseness and stuff like that people see it immediately you know people are think, not stupid they are not stupid, stupid
0: and it's it's hard to keep it, to try and keep that up anyway, yeah. but no it's 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 easier. and I just think, you know, think of the other person. It's it's not all about you. It's about it's a better it's a it's about a win win. That's what I would always yeah. describe it as a win win.
1: Yeah. For
0: me, you know, what I do in terms of exhibitions, my win win is seeing seeing other clients do well uh, from exhibitions. Say, well, thanks for your help. You know, for for helping us stand, that makes a big difference. Just you know, it's it's it's, and I love what I do. I'm really really passionate about about exhibitions, but it's not a, it's it's of course about money. We're all in for money, but for me, it's about delivering the right message and doing it consistently, and that's what face to face. And LinkedIn and all the other things. I mean, I'm in Dublin Chamber as well. I do a lot of networking meetings too. But for me, it's about consistency. I want people to walk away and go, "He's a good guy. He knows what he's talking about." If I need yeah. help in exhibitions, he's the guy I want to talk to. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's all. That's all that you really need to be doing because that's yeah. exactly what you want that's what you're hoping to achieve and that's what that's what made you so 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 successful as you are today and that's you know and that's not that's down to hard work as well because i think as well a lot of people think that oh i'll just throw a few posts out here no, because at the end of the day, you sort of still have to craft your your content. You still have to sit down yeah, yeah. And, and do some sort of thinking behind it and saying, OK, right, well, I'm going to post that and there's a reason behind me posting that. And the reason why is, is because it's going to help someone. And it's, you know, as I always say, when I'm doing a piece of content, I don't go and say, right. I'm hoping I'm going to get business out of this. I go. Yeah, yeah. My attitude when I post something online is, is that if Stephen gets even one piece of advice from this, yeah, that's worked. That piece yeah, exactly. of content has worked exactly. because. And that's what it is. Yeah. you know. And that's, and I think that's the key here. so, as you say, I don't think over. I think overthinking it, it can be dangerous as much as anything else. But yeah. plus, as well, we don't have. We all have busy lives, so we don't have yeah, that time. No, so I think it's yeah, about it's like, being just adding value. And um, you know, taking that pain away from someone, and if you can help someone, of course it's gonna, of course it's gonna help you indirectly. Someone's gone. I've had it where I've had yeah, a guy. I had a guy yeah. two years ago went to one of my talks, and he connected with me on LinkedIn there three weeks ago, and he says to me, "Oh, I've seen you. After, you've done your talk, uh, in particular." Company or whatever was two years ago, and I just wanted to connect you. I'd love to do some work with you now. I'm now in a position to do it. You know, so it's it's a long game, guys. It's not a short game. It is a long game. No,
0: you're absolutely right. And it's it it, the key message he just said is added value. It's adding value to people, but. I think, as I always say to sales people, I I, I mean, I'm a sales trainer for the Entrepreneurs Academy and I always work with new businesses who haven't really got a clue about sales, are brilliant with everything else. I said, a pipeline is a pipeline for the future. Hmm. If you're just thinking about the sales you're going to get this month and not building a pipeline for the future, then you're it, you're looking at a short-term view. You need to be strategic in it. You need to be thinking about longer term how your business is going to develop. And we all have to be doing that. And that's content sharing. It's it's getting out and meeting people. I mean, I try and do three face-to-face meetings every week in, in a in ireland although i don't do a huge amount of business here but it's all about consistency and i really mean that consistency is so important be it on social media be it face to face be it whatever you're doing be consistent
1: brilliant brilliant um i could sit here and talk to you all day about this because it is it's it's just it's a fascinating subject um the question that I asked by guests at the end of every show and it hasn't changed over the last 75 episodes and it's not going to change today is is yeah, yeah. if you had the chance to invite someone to dinner whether it be past or present who would it be and why
0: well it's interesting actually I did think about this and I, and I was thinking about all these massively famous people around the world and thought yeah, you know what that's grand Daddy. I'd
1: invite Joe Schmidt to dinner actually oh wow nice one nice one I like that I, I,
0: I think I think there's a couple of reasons for it the main, the main reasons for it, he turned he he has the ability to turn a team around who weren't performing well to being second in the world in, in, in rugby which is the first thing but second of all and probably more importantly he managed to do that by not being a dick and I mean I, and I don't like to use bad language but you know what I'm getting at he doesn't have to be aggressive he doesn't have to be this uh, in your face guy he's very unassuming delirious and, and having knowing one or two of the rugby players has demanded a huge amount of respect i just love to get into his head and find out how he can do such a good job in such an same way.
1: Brilliant stuff. Stephen, how can people get in contact with you if they want to reach out and connect with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Link, LinkedIn is obviously the exhibition guy on LinkedIn, or the ex, the exhibitionguy um, website is is quite informative, but mainly LinkedIn. It's I, I love to connect with people because there's quite a bit of stuff to share. So LinkedIn is the probably the best place.
1: Brilliant stuff, and of course we'll put uh, your links as well in the show notes for this as well, and uh, awesome. all the all the good all the good little uh, tips as well you've given us today here. So yeah. So
0: i a lifestyle. I really enjoyed it. it was, it's always good to talk. Brilliant. You're brilliant. a man after my own heart. I think we think the same way in a
1: lot of... I think so. Life. I think we're of that vintage. We're of that vintage, as they say. Thank <laughs> 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 Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and we Likewise. shall talk to you soon. So, uh, until next time, thanks so much. Thanks again, Al. Best of luck. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. So my thanks to Stephen for coming on the podcast today and sharing with us some fantastic tips and tricks when it comes to exhibitions and also selling in a digital age. And as we said on the podcast, you can find out more about Stephen by logging on to his website at exhibitionguide.com, or you can find him, of course, all the social networks and in particular on LinkedIn. So if you just search for uh, Stephen Murta, or else The Exhibition Guy. And you can find him there and you can connect. So as I said, my thanks to Stephen for coming on and sharing with us some fantastic insights with regards to exhibitions and also selling face-to-face as well. And if you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts, you can log on to our website at compassmedia.ie forward slash resources forward slash podcasts. And all of the podcasts are available on Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And we would be delighted if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as we are always thrilled to receive your feedback on the podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast there, so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like the show notes for this episode or for any of the previous episodes, log on to our website at compassmedia.ie forward slash show notes. And if you'd like to be a guest on the program, please do get in contact with us. All you have to do is email us at smtalks at compassmedia.ie. And if you'd like to find out more about the services that Compass Media provide, please do log on to our website and you'll find out all about the services from social media marketing, training, podcast services, and many, many more. So as I said, if you jump onto the website at compassmedia.ie You can also reach out and connect with me across all of the social networks, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you do connect, please do let us know that you heard the podcast here. I've been Alan Hennessy from Compass Media for the Social Media Talks podcast, and that's about our for today. So until the next time we see you, we shall talk to you soon. And as I always say, be social. Until next week, bye-bye.
0: Social Media Talks
1: Podcast is a production from compassmedia.ie.